Thank you for downloading this sermon. We hope you've been blessed by this ministry. If you'd like to give back, please invest in the future of Clearnote Church through our capital campaign, Faithful Through All Generations. To make a donation, visit clearnotebloomington.com slash give. Good evening. I'm going to be reading to you from Titus chapter 3, a passage that um, doesn't immediately spring to mind when you think of of, uh, Christmas Eve but I think you'll see why in a minute. And I'm going to read it to you uh, kind of in bits and pieces. So it'll be on the screen, and I'll give it to you when I want you to have it. All right? Titus chapter 3, I'm going to read first of all verses 1 and 2. Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed, to malign no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing every consideration for all men. Why is Christmas so difficult? Christmas time. We, uh, we pretend every year that it won't be, but it always is. We hope every year that it won't be, but it always is. Why? Well, I think there are several likely reasons. First of all, uh, it's dark outside right? And we just get moody and grumpy and depressed and, I mean, shortest day of the year just happened a few days ago, and that's the way it is every year, and it's dark outside. Um, why, is, why is Christmas held in, at the end of December anyway? It's not because Jesus was born on December 25th. You're not even anywhere close. So why do we have Christmas on December 25th, because it's the darkest time of the year. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. It's no accident that we celebrate Christmas when it's depressing outside. So it's dark outside, so it's hard. Why else? Uh, Christmas is like the, uh, the scab-picking time. That those wounds that never get a chance to heal. Every year, it comes around again. And the scab gets picked off. You know, this is the time of year when my father died, when the divorce happened, when I lost the baby, when, you know, you fill in the blank. And so every year, it comes around again when we're supposed to be happy, and all, all it does is remind us of that terrible thing that happened. Right? So it's scab-picking time. It never gets to heal. It's also hard because of uh, unfulfilled expectations. You know? We, uh, we expect the perfect um, present, the perfect party, the perfect um, punch, the perfect turkey, um, the perfect Christmas Eve, perfect Christmas morning, and our expectations are always let down. And what happens when our expectations are let down? Remember what James says in James chapter 4. He says, what is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? 
Is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. All of the fights and quarrels that escalate around this time of year, when family gets together, part of it is because we didn't get what we wanted. That's where all of our fights come from. There's one other reason that maybe is behind all of these, that this time of year can be so hard. It's that Satan is a poor loser. And what happens every single year at this time in the church and in the world? I mean, in Walmart, for crying out loud. His, his destruction is proclaimed. The, the serpent's head has been crushed. And he's reminded every year, the whole world is reminded every year, Satan's a sore loser, and he's mad, for lack of a better term. He's mad. And so it, it suits him just fine to stir up all kinds of nastiness, right? And so, look at the text. Remind them to be subject to rulers, to, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed, to malign no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing every consideration for all men. That those commandments are perfect for us at this time of year. Peaceable, gentle. Malign no one. Show every consideration for all men. So tonight, tomorrow, the next few days, New Year's Eve, whatever it is that you do with your family, with your friends, with your neighbors, it's not the time to be nasty. It's time to be peaceable, gentle. Show them every consideration. Be kind. Now why? Why does he say to do this? Verse 3. For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. The point is that you, if you're a Christian, have no right to hate or despise your lesbian aunt, uh, your brother who divorced his wife and left his family, ruined your Christmas, your father who's an alcoholic, you have no right to despise or malign or mistreat or hate or despise any of them. Why not? Because they're you. That's what he says. For we also once were foolish ourselves. This list of things in verse 3 is, is a portrait of me. It's a portrait of you. It's a mirror. Hold it up and look at yourself. Foolish. Disobedient. Deceived. Enslaved to various lusts and pleasures. Spending our life in malice and envy. Hateful. What that actually means is worthy of hate. And hating one another. 
I've been a Christian for 27 years. And there is still plenty of this stuff in me. This is the baseline. This is what all of us come out of. This, is, this describes every one of us. We all were like this. And we are, to some degree, still like this, aren't we? Foolish? Ever done anything foolish lately? Disobedient? <laughs> yeah. Enslaved to all kinds of lusts and passions? Malicious, envious, hateful. This is us. And if you have never come to Jesus Christ in true repentance and faith, then this is you right now, 100%. Undiluted. Unhelped. So that's us. So, but that's not where God left us. Verse 4. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared. This is, this is Jesus. His, the kindness of God. Jesus is God's kindness laid in a manger. His love for mankind. His philanthropy is the word. His love for men. Wrapped in swaddling clothes, laid in a manger. This is Jesus, the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared. We could, we could see it. We could touch it. When the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us. And let me tell you, we need needed saving. We need saving. He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness. How could that be? You can't get sweet water out of a poisoned well. And we're we are poisoned wells, poisoned with everything in verse three, foolishness. Disobedience, deceit, lusts and pleasures, malice, envy, hate. How do you get good deeds out of that? He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness. That's impossible. But according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration, and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Poured out on us richly. Washing, renewing, cleansing, making new by the Holy Spirit. Poured out on us richly. This is why we give presents. Because this is what God does. He pours out on us richly. The cleansing of regeneration, being made alive, new birth, being born again by the Holy Spirit. So that, being justified by his grace, 
we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Declared righteous, all of our sins forgiven, sons of God, that's what it means to be made an heir, according to the hope of eternal life. That's why we need to be nice. That's why you can't be depressed this Christmas. You can't be grumpy. You can't be uh, uptight with one another. You can't be selfish. Um, You can't hate anybody. You can't despise anybody. You can't look down your nose at anybody, no matter who you spend your Christmas with. Every consideration for all men, because you're just like them, And the only difference is the kindness of God appeared. His love for mankind appeared. So, this is why when the angel Gabriel came to Joseph, the the foster father, I guess you'd say, of Jesus, He appeared to him in a dream and he said, you will call his name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus means Yahweh, the God of the Old Testament, is salvation. You'll call his name Jesus because he'll save his people from their sins. So what are your sins that you need saving from? What are your sins that you need saving from tonight? Jesus came to save his people from their sins. Every one of them. Yep, even that one. Rejoice in him. Come to him. Some of you are here tonight uh, because it's Christmas Eve. We're very glad to have you. And, but, you know, this is what you do at Christmas time. Most of us here tonight believe every word of it. We're trying to believe every word of it. And it's all true. It's all true. And he will save you from your sins if you come to him. So come to him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have sent your son for us. We who were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved, filled with malice and envy and hate, Thank you, Lord, that you came for us. I pray for those here who have fallen away from you or for those who have never come to know you, never repented, owned you as their master and Lord. Lord, I pray for them. May they find in you, Lord Jesus, tonight a willing and able and powerful Savior for their sins. We pray in Jesus' name.